Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. What we have endeavored to do over the last little while is uh, is put a face and 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 some realizations about the impact of some of the budget cuts that uh, the uh, the Ford government has brought forward. And I know that's, that's uncomfortable for some people because they said, well, you know, we've got financial problems here in the province. Yeah, I, we know that, okay? We get that. And yeah, we know that the other government had well-worn it, it welcome out and it was time for a change. But this kind of change? Really? Are you kidding? Case in point, uh, the money that was cut in this particular case, over $600,000, now means that the cancer screening bus that has been uh, going through the Hamilton-Burlington Niagara area for the last little while, uh, especially in, in very challenged neighborhoods, uh, has had the funding cut. Now, it's going to be on the road for the next couple of months anyway, probably uh, early into the new year, because Hamilton Health Sciences has stepped up, but they don't have unlimited resources, and they can't do this forever. So a much-needed program and a very valuable program to this community is, uh, is going down the drain, which is very, very problematic. I want to bring Dave Murphy into the conversation. Dave is the president of QP Local 7800 at Hamilton Health Sciences. Uh, Dave, thanks for jumping in. appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Bill. When did you find out about this? Uh, it was about uh, two weeks ago. I was informed that uh, the Ford government had cut a percentage from the Cancer Care Ontario budget and that uh, they were going to be trying to find where the efficiencies were came out and it was the uh, the bus that goes around to the communities helping the people that can't get out of their homes uh, the, exactly what you said the challenging neighborhoods um, they're going to cut that uh, and the breast screening practice they also do pap smears and, and different uh, other services to the community see I, I take and, exception to the phrasing that they use here when they say we're finding efficiencies this was the efficiency this is this is what was helping this community. Uh, this is this is really just a cost-cutting measure. We want to slash budgets. We want to eliminate costs, and and they don't really seem to care a whole lot about what kind of an impact it's going to have. No, they go after the vulnerable people, people that have a hard time getting to a doctor, getting to these clinics, or just don't go. So when they see a bus in their neighborhood, it gives them hope that people are actually looking at them and, and trying to help. The Spectator did a good uh, story on the the red zones uh, in the communities of Hamilton and the despair that's happening there. Um, you know, they talk about the savings, but how much is treatment um, for uh, women that happen to have breast cancer? Uh, it's uh, very expensive and costly. So if they can get this preventative-type service, they also do colon tests as well. So it's a, it's a service that, to me, is invaluable to the community, and everybody should be very upset that the government is attacking them and going after services like this. This is un- uncalled for. Well, walk us through exactly how this this operation works, because I'm 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 I was trying to get some stats on this, and I guess on short notice we couldn't really do that. We will endeavor to get those, but this has been a program that's been in place for quite some time now. Maybe you could explain to our listeners, Dave, just how the the bus works. Well, it, it's manned with nurses. Um, they go around to different communities, set up their um, the bus. It's got information there that uh, ex- explains to them that come on in and, and get a breast screening. Um, there's kits that they could take with them. Um, it's just like a, a mobile clinic is what it is. It'll go to communities that they, you can't get to. Well, and I guess more importantly, communities that sometimes can't access the, you know, the, the health services that are available. Uh, some right. some of these people, as I understand it, don't have family doctors, uh, so they're, 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 that, that's that one portal that you know, could open some doors for this. And, and how many times, Dave, have we heard from, from people at uh, the Jervinsky Clinic and others that are involved in this? Our good friend, Dr. Bill Evans, of course, who does the, the show here on CHML on Sundays. 
Uh, it says, look, at early detection is key in fighting cancer. This was one of the tools to, find, to determine early detection, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a life-saving van that goes, a mobile bus that goes around and helps the people in the community. You know, and, and when you read the, the spectator and it talks about people that are speaking on behalf of Lynn's, that, uh, oh, we have many of these uh, situated around the different communities. No, you don't. You have a doctor that goes there. The people that make these comments are out of touch with their community. Um, they live probably in places that they have access to all things. They have the ability. We're talking about people that possibly don't have that ability to get out or have a family doctor. And a lot of people in Hamilton don't have family doctors because it's the uh, one, number one city that has doctor shortages, even though we have this many hospitals in it. There's an interesting st- statistic here that, that I think comes into play here, too. And I, I found this out when I was down at the Eva Rothwell Center some years ago, uh, that great program that's, of course, at the old Robert Land School, and they, they do incredible work in that community. But when I, I talk to some of the people in the social services department here in the city, they say that in many of these challenged neighborhoods, and, and that's not the only one, there are a number of them all over the city, not just down in the North End, uh, an awful lot of those families uh, very rarely, if ever, travel more than three or four blocks from their home. Uh, they don't usually have access to public transit because they can't afford it. Uh, they don't have access to, to health care or to downtown because they, they don't have the money to be able to do that sort of thing. Uh, so if we don't go to them, if we don't go into those neighborhoods, uh, they simply don't have access to any of that service, including early detection with cancer. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. And, and for the government that, to me, is out of touch with the people, to do something like this is, is unfathomable. And the community should be upset. They should be talking to their MPPs. They should be talking and, and writing letters. This isn't something that we should sit by and, and wait on. We just saw again about the pathology moving out of Hamilton. Another um, service that's being cut. The, the government's disguising these cuts as efficiencies. And, and it's a, again, it's offensive to hear about efficiencies at everybody's health. Well, what I'm, it, yeah, what I'm, what, what I'm troubled about here when I hear some of this stuff, Dave, is that it, it just seems as if this is a government that that came into power about a year ago and simply said, if the previous government did it, we're going to scrap it. They, they, they're not talking about whether or not it's an effective program. They're not even talking about whether or not there are some positive results that come from these. If it was done by the wind liberals, then it's got to go. And, and that's, that's wrong-headed. I get that. This is a different philosophy. It's a different political party. But, but you know, when you're dealing with people's lives and you're dealing with the, 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 the early detection of cancer, how can you put that on a list and say that's not as important as, uh, well, paying, what is it, $500,000 to his, his, the consultant who's, uh, who's deciding how to do all this stuff? Exactly. You know, it seems like the same rhetoric we're hearing south of the border, that it was done by my predecessor, so it's wrong. And uh, Ford coming in and saying that, sure, there might have been some, some errors there, but scrapping and attacking health care the way it is. And at the end of his um, tenure, they're going to be taking $5.8 billion out of the health care system in unannounced cuts. That wasn't what he talked about originally. That figure wasn't there. And this is coming out of the uh, accountability office these uh, extra cuts, people better start listening to what's happening out there and reacting because their health care is definitely under attack. This is the first cut of many, many. They tried the autism program uh, that, again, was criminal going after, um, you know, people that are having a difficult time. And now we're, you know, you're seeing it again on the bus. It looks like a small little cut, but it has a major impact. And Dr. Bill Evans is absolutely correct. Early detection saves the cost 
saves the taxpayers and and the the budget from having to do treatment. Well, it might even save lives. I mean, let's let's get Absolutely. right to the bottom line here. Absolutely, it will. And and this is why this. I'm glad you were able to come on here because this is the discussion I think we need to have. Uh, just a little bit later on in the show, I'm going to have the uh, the new uh, education minister on. Uh, uh, minister Lecce is going to join us here, uh, and and we'll talk along the same lines about the impact that programs are having. Uh, because governments are reticent to uh, explain an awful lot of the time the impact that these are going to have. They just, you know, they kind of pat themselves on the back and say, hey, we're saving you lots of money. But are they really? I mean, if you're going to eliminate this bus and eliminate the program that it does and and the, and the, the service that it provides, are you really saving money or is this going to cost us more money down the road? It's, it's uh, You have to spend money to save money. And this is a, a small price to pay to keep the bus on the road. Hamilton Health Science stood up uh, to the plate, found the money in their budget, which they're tightly strapped now because of the funding models that the government is imposing on the hospitals. Um, I, I, I'm at a loss for words at times when dealing with this government, where, they're, where their head's at. But the people need to understand they're taking services away of stuff and things that we greatly need in this society. And attacking people for breast cancer. Everybody knows someone that's had cancer. And a lot of people know people that have had breast cancer. And this type of early detection and screening for the public is is paramount to having this and reducing this god-awful disease that's in our, uh, in our community. The spokesperson for the ministry, uh, by way of explanation, says, that, look, at the Hamilton-Niagara-Halderman-Brant region is well-resourced. Uh, this is David Jensen, who's a spokesperson yeah. for the ministry. Uh, and referencing the fact that they have family doctors, that there are 22 active uh, breast screening program sites in in this greater horseshoe area. Uh, But the the minister seems to be missing the point here. That's not the the issue. The issue is accessibility to those. And uh, this whole idea, and I I can remember when this program was instituted some years ago, and it was being praised at that time, by not just by governments, but certainly by healthcare workers, to say, we're taking health care to the people instead of just wishing that they could access these. We're going to make sure that they have accessibility to it. And this government doesn't seem to think that's a priority now. And that was the gentleman I was uh, referring to earlier that spoke about that there's doctors that people can go to. They don't, there aren't doctors. People don't have access to doctors like, uh, you know, these talking heads in the ministry seem to think there is. And that's what I mean. They're out of touch with what's happening in their their constituents and their community. And we have to get back to uh, getting it down to the grassroots, getting people in there that know what's talking about. Dr. Hoskins was one, thought he might be doing well, but again, out of touch when he views and looks through the hospitals. He says, though, they're run efficiently. They are run efficiently, but it's costing everything because they're taking different um, services out, out of the hospitals. And this is another one. We can't stand by. We have to do something. And I'm hoping the community will be as outraged as I am at the news uh, that they're trying to cut this. But I, I thank uh, Hamilton Health Science for stepping up to the plate. It could have uh, easily been dropped quickly, and no one would have known about it. Well, and, and to their point, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, Hamilton Health Sciences is, deserves to be praised for this. Uh, but they're facing their own financial challenges now because of some of the, the government policies that have been announced. So it's, it's not sustainable. They can't continue to do this. I mean, the province has got to step up about this as well. Uh, but, you know, this is this is part of a bigger problem, Dave, uh, that, that we've talked about with other health care providers in this community. Uh, with some of these announcements, and you referenced the LINs just a few minutes ago, and I, I know that there's a lot of people that 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 have some concerns about that, and uh, or even with uh, the predecessor of the LINs, the district health councils. But what it did, 
and, and maybe it wasn't as efficient as it could have been, but what it was supposed to do, and I think in many cases what it did do, it provided local input to healthcare delivery. Because you can't have one size fits all. I mean, the health care that we need here in Hamilton may well be different than the health care they need in Ottawa or Sudbury or Kingston or any other community. Uh, and, and by dissolving all of these and dissolving Cancer Care Ontario and simply saying we're going to have one great big super board tells me that they don't want to have local input into health care delivery. They're just going to do it as cost effectively as they can. And, and if it doesn't work for your community, well, too bad, so sad. Well, you're absolutely right. If you if you read the articles that they talk about, they talk about the regions that they service, which at one time they used to call Linz 3, Linz 4. They've now taken that out, and, and they start calling it Hamilton, Halton, Norfolk, when actually that's called Linz 4, and it stood for the local health, local health. Um, they're taking it out each, and you're right on everything you've said, that each um, municipality has its uh, unique uh, circumstances that they deal with. We have a high rate of cancer in the Hamilton area. Other areas have different um, issues that happen with them. But we need input. The autism program was a fine example. They didn't have any input from anyone about the autism program and how the impact of what it was going to do to the people. They don't seem to want public input. I've asked Hamilton Health Sciences about these super agencies. Have the, has the ministry come to them? No, they haven't asked their input. These transition teams, have they offered input? No, we're taking it upon ourselves to try and get ahead of the curve on this. But the ministry's not even talking. Hamilton Health Science is number two of teaching hospitals in Ontario, if not Canada, and the government isn't talking to them. There's something wrong. Something wrong here. Well, and, and therein lies the problem. And the community is, is the ultimate loser in a situation like this. I mean, you've referenced the cancer rates here in this area are higher than they are in other parts of the province, which is one of the things that necessitated this bus in the first place uh, to try Absolutely. to deal with that. Uh, and, and your autism uh, analogy, I think, is bang on uh, because we've had those complaints and we've had discussions with the former minister now, Lisa McLeod, who's in the news again today for something else. But anyway... Uh, who, who, who simply said, this is the way it's going to be. And I said, you can't have one size fits all. Every, every family that's dealing with autism has different needs and different priorities. And you, you can't say, here's the money, because they may not need that much. This other family needs much more than this. You, there has to be some assessment. And, and here they're doing this now with cancer care. And it's, it's the wrong approach. And I, 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 I know the, the, the person who's advising the premier on this whole thing, of course, is a, a well-known doctor here in this community, former president of the PC party here in Ontario. Uh, but his, his legacy uh, when he worked in, in the, the GTA was closing hospitals, not providing more health care, just saving money. Uh, is that supposed to be the number one priority here when it comes to health care, saving lives or saving money? Where, where do you like, you know, if you're ranking, you know, money ahead of saving lives, I got a problem with that. Well, they don't have another 407 to sell, so they have to look at something. So let's sell some hospitals, let's privatize this. That's not the answer. Keeping it public and keeping our hospitals open and safe for everybody is the number one priority of everyone in this community. We need to keep everything public here because uh, health care is not for sale. And, and by closing the clinics and closing the bus, they're trying to push it to these small little clinics and, you know, you can't emphasize it enough. The people can't get to them. And if they don't get to them, they're going to get to the hospital one way or the other. And we don't want to see them coming to the Jurovinsky because, the, you know, they didn't get to see a bus or didn't get to see a doctor. And they could have been early detection might have saved their life. Well, the worst thing you can hear when you finally do go to a doctor or to a clinic or whatever the case might be 
is is if somebody who's doing your assessment says, "Boy, I wish you'd come here six months earlier," because uh, yeah. you know things are a lot more dire than they they could have been or should have been. Uh, and that's the whole idea about the early detection that we got into as well. Uh, there's there's a few more months to go on this, as we say. It's probably going to be into the early part of next year uh, before the money runs out on this. Uh, I, I guess we're going to have to do the same thing as as a population here, Dave, that we did about the autism file and about some of the other things. we got to make some noise about this and just tell this government this is not what we need and certainly not what we want in this community. Absolutely. Um, we're having a media release next week about the funding cuts that are taking place across the province. And I hope people will listen to it and take it, take notice that it's the government's disguising a lot of these cuts. They're saying they're only cutting X number of dollars when, in fact, it's almost $6 billion they're taking out of health care. And they've been taking it out since 2009. Uh, if you go into the hospitals now and people start saying, wow, I had to wait in this long lineup and I had to do this, the hospital workers are working extremely hard but they've only got so much resources to deal with, and the government wants them to find their own resources. And now Hamilton Health Sciences had to find a a reserve fund that they kept for rainy days, so to speak, to keep the bus out in the community for the communities, uh, the people in the community. Well, we're going to... We can get enough people to start talking to their MPPs. They're the ones that are elected. They better start listening. Well, absolutely. And and obviously, I know Hamilton Health Sciences is going to weigh in on this, too. And we're going to get some statistics from them about the efficacy of this program and how effective and how uh, fruitful it's been over the years, too. And and, and just we're going to hit them with facts here. It's not, this is not just about emotion, although emotion plays a part in it. Uh, absolutely. There's, there's, a, there's a factual reason why. They... Go ahead, sir. Uh, Dave, we'll stay in touch over the next little while. Thanks for being with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks very much, Bill. Take care. Dave Murphy, president of Keepy Local 7800 at Hamilton Health Sciences. Uh, and, and like I say, I, I know how effective this bus has been. We've talked to people in the healthcare profession about early detection, about how this bus reaches out to, to communities that basically don't have the resources to be able to access some of the services that you or I might be able to do on a pretty regular basis. And that's a concern. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.